Well, we had an interesting first service. Maybe not so much to everybody else, but to me, we had a very interesting first service. I had the assigned message today to be the conclusion of a 12-week series. I had 12 weeks, if not way more, to prepare for it. And uh, I had everything down, and I, boy, I was bringing you a nugget. And Abe shared his story. And uh, if it did not do to you what it did to me, then I apologize, but my heart was pierced. And uh, I was bringing to you numerous scriptures from the book of John where Jesus was coming and he says, the witness that I make, I make it's greater than John's. For that which I speak, I do not speak of my own accord, but I speak the words that God has told me to speak. Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself unless it is something that he has seen the Father doing. For whatever he sees the Father doing, this he does. I can do nothing on my own initiative. I decide as I am bidden to decide. Goes on and on for the next three chapters, talking to his disciples. And he comes to the end of chapter 8, and he says, when you lift me up... I will be lifted up indeed, for I do nothing on my own initiative. What I speak, these things the Father has taught me, and he who has sent me is with me, and I will always do the things that are pleasing to him, for I speak the words that are his. And I spoke on the way up the hill that I would go ahead and say, God, I don't want to say anything that you don't want me to say. So God took all of my notes, and he threw them away. I stood up for service with no clue, except for that he put a bunch of scriptures in my head. To where do we go so that this spirit that A.B. shared with you does not fade away? And to bring conclusion to it is that we would begin to understand that we are that vehicle and that vessel that God's love wants to flow through us and to pour through us to those all over the world. I think we will all uniquely display that. It won't be that we all go to India. It might be that you go next door to your neighbor. But what he said I want you to bring is I want you to bring the good news, which is the gospel, which is the full gospel. When the disciples took aside some of the great speakers that were preaching Jesus, and they said, but they took him aside and taught him and explained more further the full gospel of the gospel of God himself and the grace of God coming and living inside us so that we would then be an expression of who he was. And the verses that kept coming to my mind, the now makes sense because of after the stories and in Isaiah he says would a woman ever leave her nursing child or would she ever forget the son of her womb yes indeed even that may happen but I will never forget you I have carved you on the palm of my hand and I will pour forth my love into your life it will overflow and overflow. And he's prophesying to the day that he would come and no longer would men and women have to read and look at the knowledge given to them, but now the Spirit of God would dwell in them and says, now that I will write on your heart my love. And so basically, here's the verse that he gave me and I landed on. And when I share this with you, I just ask, that you would join me in prayer so that it would have life to it instead of just words. 
Father, your word is alive. It's living. You live in the midst of these pages. And all we know that these pages with the ink on them are not the power. But the power lies within you, the living God. And you have placed the words and your spirit within each of us that we would have ears to listen, eyes to see. You have released our will to be free to act apart from how we feel. That we might reflect and demonstrate your love to a world that longs to see it. A love that is unconditional. A love that flows continually. A love that is not earned. It is freely given. In the first service, uh, my nephew, who was born a week ago, a week and a half ago, about this big, I went and grabbed the little boy. And I held him up and let everybody see this little teeny baby boy sleeping peacefully. That little boy had nothing to do with his birth. Nothing. Matter of fact, that little boy laid down here and left, and a day would be dead. It is totally dependent upon the love of its mom and dad. It is a Raquel, which is her last name, because it was born and chosen by God to be that. As that child grows up, he will develop the same junk that you and I develop that somehow we think we know better than God. And we declare, all of us declare ourselves as little gods. And as little gods, we've got to control life. And so we start to go ahead and act like we're little gods and be little gods. We've got to be in control of things and we start performing. And to realize that somehow that little boy, no matter what he grows up and what he does, what he doesn't do, he will still be Tad's and Nicolette's little boy. It will never change. And we've been talking over the last few weeks about this. And we concluded with the fact that somehow this life, if it lays dormant inside you and inside me, it is no longer the gospel of grace. The gospel of grace has to come forth from you into the lives of those around you before it ever turns into the true picture of grace. And so, as I was sitting there, this is a verse that God put on my mind, and I want you to listen to these and ask God if he would burn in your heart how and what he wants to do with these beginning today. That you would not walk out of here without being touched. In your own unique way, don't try to be touched like A.B. or anybody else. But let him speak to you. Is not this, and this is Isaiah 58, is not this the fast that I am choosing for you? To loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of this yoke, to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke laid upon them. Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry, bring the homeless poor into your house, and when you see the naked, cover them? Not to hide yourself from your own flesh, but let your light, your light will then break out like the dawn, and your recovery will speedily bring forth, and your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard, and the righteousness will be before you. And you will call, and the Lord will answer. You'll cry, and he'll say, here I am. 
If you remove this yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger at others and speaking untruth. If you'll give yourself to the hungry, satisfy the desire of those that are afflicted, then your light will rise in darkness and your gloom will become like midday. For the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy the desire of your heart that he's placed there in scorched places. He will give strength to your bones and you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters will never fail. As you ponder this today and you saw a story of lives that were affected and people that while in the world could somebody that would beat to death and left there to die go back and still go back and want to minister to other people. It was not because they contemplated and thought about those things. They were scared to death in their emotions. But they had a life of God and the love of God that would overpower any of that. And by that love of God, they were moved then to go forth and let God be an expression of his love. We as a congregation, in this world we live, it says don't be so surprised when all these fiery ordeals overtake you like something uncommon. This is this life. And yet God says, I can actually make your joy spring forth, your gloom shine like the noonday. I can bring forth and multiply the joys and the peace within your life. If you'll just do this one thing, stop pointing your finger at somebody else and be available for me to live through you and life through you and give yourself to those that I desire to give myself. If we in this room did that, we would absolutely experience the greatest joy we've ever seen in our life. I believe that Evie was not brought here by accident. I believe that he touched your soul in some way. And oh, you guys know that when he speaks that and I speak this, we're not talking about now get back and get under the law and perform. We're talking about living free and letting the love of God flow through you the way you and I were designed to flow. If you want to understand this picture, it can't be cut up in little pieces. We share it to you in pieces only because we try to bring an understanding but it can't be in pieces. It is a whole, complete whole. As a matter of fact, you can't even really rightfully divide the physical and the spiritual because God is Father and God of all, both. So if you want to understand God and understand what he's asking you to do, I ask you to use your mind right now and see through your mind this little baby boy that I held up here. And he was born, and the first call I got was... They called me or texted me and said, Nicolette's water broke. And that's why when Nicodemus came and Nicodemus heard these words and he heard the true gospel that he had been longing for, he was a religious man and he heard the true gospel and he says, how can I know this God? How can I know this good news? How can I know it? And he said, Nicodemus, unless you have a new birth, you can't know it. And he refers back and says, I was already born of the water. Yes, you were. But now you are born of the Spirit, and they are both exactly the same way that they came. Neither did anything to get into this world. And in your life, you didn't do anything to get it born because your parents were involved in that, and you didn't say a word. And now in the spiritual world, when you responded, you didn't really say a word other than, I accept the gift that was given to me. And so for you to understand this God from the discipline that, that you need 
and understand the, the rules and the, and the suggestions that you set up. Look to what a loving father and a loving mother, mother does, and you will see your God. He says, you can compare these two. Even in this world, he says, a mother might abandon her child like you heard. But he says, I'll never do it. I am a perfect father. And I absolutely overflow with love and kindness towards you. So now, anything that I begin to see God and do something where all of a sudden I do something wrong and I get the consequences of that wrong and they come upon me, all I have to do is look within my little house where my grandchildren are living at this point and watch the dad and watch the mom as they discipline them. And we don't like seeing them spanked, just to let you know. We kind of want to convert it. But I look and I see they are saving that child's life. It says, they that do not discipline their son hates their son and loves themselves. It makes sense to me why God would discipline us because of his love for us. It makes sense why he would give us some suggestions and precepts and ordinances and commandments and laws and rules because he's saying, I'm giving you this to protect you, to keep you, so you will become all that you were intended to be and you will be able to enjoy not only life and me, but you'll enjoy what I have designed you for. And so therefore, as he does that, he moves on into saying, now that that is settled, now that you can't earn anything from me, Will you now be a container like Avi in India? Will you now let the love of God flow through you, pour through you, and decide as you're bidden to decide? In closing, this was not what I came to talk to you about. And he said, if you're going to teach them that passage that you are going to decide as you're bidden to decide, you're going to do it right now. So you heard what I had no idea I was going to say before I stood up here today. But I believe if you will kneel before God in your heart and say, God, here I am. You choose me. I ask you this one question and we close in prayer. God says, I will not listen to an empty cry, nor will I even regard the question you're asking. And this is what he's saying. If you're asking me for my will in your life, if you're asking me for what you want me to do through you, then an empty cry is one that says this, Father, I want to know what you want to do, and then I will make a decision whether I will do it or not. God says, you won't even hear my voice. It'll be silent. But if he says, if you want to come to me with an open cry, say, Father, I am your servant, I am your son, I am your daughter, you speak, and today... I will exercise my will apart from even how I feel to reflect what you asked me today. You speak, and I'll do it. He will answer you every single time. And then he says in John 17, 7, and if, I, if you respond in that way, then you'll hear the next thing, whether it's from God or not. And pretty soon, God's voice gets clearer and clearer and clearer if we obey. Would you pray with me? Father, we wrap things up in such nice little packages. We try to somehow in our clever little speeches present them. And I am humbled. You said that no man can know the thoughts of God. Can't even attempt to know your thoughts. 
but you have placed your spirit within us, and that's all we have to be attentive to. Oh, Lord, surround this building. Surround the minds of these people and my mind with your consuming fire. Burn up the accusations the enemy puts against us. Burn up those lies that want to bring us down and put us in bondage. Free us to be your servants. Free us to enjoy life. I pray that we could believe what you said about us so we can be a people that forget ourselves and come alive to those around us. And Lord, I don't understand completely, but you have said it over and over in your scriptures that one day you will take every single thing that you did through us and give it to us as a gift of a crown. And we get to give it back to you with joy because you're the one that did it anyway. And you said that everything we did of our own flesh will be consumed. Matter of fact, you said it is already burned with fire, never to be brought into our mind again, never to be made reference to again, never to be held accountable to us again. We are free from that. We long for those rewards so that we can place them back at your feet and give you the glory for everything in heaven, on earth, and under the earth came from you, and you deserve it back. Speak to the hearts of everybody here in your unique way. Call them your children, that their spirit may cry out, Abba, Abba, Father. Amen.